0: I think it's a lot more fun in life when you get a chance to hang out with other people that are championing their own life and going for it. We've launched a Facebook group called Donnie Success Champions Group, and come hang out with us. Um, every day we are having uplifting, badass conversations that are just. You know, helping people go further in their life. So if you want to go to Facebook, come hang out, Donnie Success Champions Group. We'll be glad to see you. Man, look at this 199 episodes of Success Champions. What a cool thing, man. Um, and I gotta tell you, most of this journey has come along with just a badass sponsor that that's that's helped me out and been here for this this damn near the entire ride. You know, uh point blank safety services, you know, there are a Texas based, you know private security company that you know really helps protect our freeways and construction sites so all those workers can can go home safe on a regular basis i mean i know you're driving down the freeway and you come up with con- the the construction sites and you know those workers are out there working earnest, not earning an honest living trying to to repair the freeways and you know uh, just make it so so it's awesome and you know I don't know how much often you notice but there's usually a police car there with an armed police officer that that is got their lights on just making you aware um and protecting the lives of those construction workers and everything about it well that's what point blank safety services does they are engaged in making sure that not only are you, uh, are we as drivers you know safe and taken care of but that the workers on the freeways get a chance to go home and join their families so check them out at uh point and you know tell them donnie sent you <music> going to be another fun episode so I got a buddy Chad King that told me I need to talk to Angie so we finally getting her on the show I've been harassing her a little bit and she agreed to come on so I'm looking forward to this um so Chad I owe you one I'll probably buy you a beer next time I see actually not for you well you do do the microbrew, so we'll get there we'll get there but I'm Donnie Bovine this is Donnie's success champion champ I can't talk today this is Donnie success champions Angie Moreau welcome to the show dear please please tell us your story.
1: Well, thank you for having me. And yeah, I, I absolutely love Chad and his wife Shelly uh, grew up with them. But, and so we knew each other before prior. We're prior military friends. Right. <laughs> uh, and then uh, he went in the Marines and I went in the Navy after high school. And, you know, I think we both were just trying to find our ways. And we both had a had a thing of we had things we were great at, in our younger youth, but we still just wanted something a little bit more. And I think I see something in my friend Chad that I resonate well with is he wants to be significant in his journey through life. He is really always out there networking and investing in worthy causes and and being a part of the community around him. And I love that because that's what I was raised with. My dad was a police officer in our local town. Um, My mom worked for the government. And that's why we joked that I had to go halfway around the world and into the military to find a husband. Cause nobody would marry me with a dad that was a police officer and a mom that worked for the government. So I found a West Virginia hillbilly that was a CB in the Navy and yes. we, we got married and uh, started our family. And I've really came out of the military struggling to find my identity. Mm. You know, I, I was great as being an aircraft mechanic and I loved that but that didn't translate really well to mommy playgroups. You know, other women just didn't resonate with that. I don't, I don't understand why they couldn't get along with a girl that's used to throwing wrenches at people because they're talking back to them or, you know, they can change a generator in less than 30 minutes, you know, on a, on a P three or whatever. They just didn't get me. And I, I was really struggling with finding that place to belong. And I worked for a local church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I had a women's pastor come up to me one day and say, you know, why aren't you in a life group? I said, because there isn't one that fits my schedule. There isn't one that fits my lifestyle. There's just not one that's good for me. And she, she goes, well, maybe if you can't find what you're looking for, others can't find what they're looking for. And maybe you just need to create it.
0: Well, and you give any veteran a, a task and they're kind of <laughs> like, hold my beer and watch this, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> First off, I told her I didn't like her very much. Second <laughs> off, <laughs> I just started looking at I, that. I don't need another thing on my plate. I was the mom of three. My husband works 24-7 as an on-call commercial plumber. What he did in the Navy translated into his work life, but I worked up to jillion hours and I was constantly shuffling kids outside of work. There was nothing that fit into my lifestyle. So I started sending out little daily inspirations to my group of girls that I worked with because I could see and I could hear them all feeling some of the same things I was feeling, maybe not the same specific things, but they were all feeling disconnected and not able to connect with women in real life. So, um, I just started doing little daily inspirations that little daily inspiration email list grew and, grew and grew and grew and grew and grew to where finally I was asked to not send it from the church anymore because <laughs> <laughs> it was crashing the servers. So then I kind of like, okay, what do I do? And this was 10 years ago. So over 10 years ago. So I kind of pushed pause for a little bit and go, okay, well that didn't really go the way I expected. How do I get where I want to go? And I kept seeing Real Housewives of Wherever, Girls Behaving Badly, The Bad Girls Club. And I'm like, I don't, I don't relate to any of them. They're great psychology studies, but they're not really great for building long-term sustainable relationships. And they're not really people I want to put on an idol. And then I started talking to other women. They're like, yeah, we just don't know how to be good girlfriends anymore we 're too busy with our own lives, consumed with our own lives. we don 't know how to be good girlfriends, and we get made fun of by the guys because they just see the surface level and I said, well, we can 't fix what the guys see until we fix what we see
0: true, well said.
1: <laughs> and so um, we really just started talking with a whole bunch of women. I traveled across the country from uh, for a year talking with women in all walks of life, um, professional. See and like fortune 500 company women all the way down to girls that are going from high school to college and getting their first job and asking what is it that they were missing in their life. And that birthed our, our group, our organization called Divas Impact and Divas Impact stands for Destin Inspired Victorious Accountable Sisters and in making a positive impact on the world and um just recently we rolled out our veteran divas tribe um, because we realized that our women that have served our country have some special and unique things that have happened to them and working working alongside brothers like you some things are great and some things are not so great right, and right, you right. know little Susie Q that goes to church with me will not understand the things that I went through
0: or <laughs> the things that brothers. may come out of your mouth
1: right <laughs> the random pops in my head yeah. you know that pop out and you know they don't understand why I was so violent when I was in the military and I'm like it wasn't being violent it was just being toe-to-toe and not yeah. backing down right Because right. that was a sign of weakness it was, I, I mean it was politely
0: loss. I mean that point you were kind of being a dude with long hair because you exactly had to, you know? yeah. that's
1: how you had to be accepted and and i was the girl's worst enemy when i was in the military if a girl wanted to come into our shop and work in our shop i was much harder on them than any of the guys were
0: that will make sense makes <laughs> sense you know so all right this is fun this is fun so so you go and you do the whole navy thing i'll try not to hold that against you too much um
1: that's all right i know y'all are a department of the navy
0: absolutely the men's department i love there. that <laughs> <laughs> you know and you're an aircraft mechanic that's fun because i was i was a motor team mechanic when i was in the corps yes. and um you, know, you guys had a hell of a lot more fun in in you know playing with planes um than we did working on trucks you know <laughs> but we just drank a little bit more but um yeah. So you you go through that and you go out and you you battle the same, you know, transition problems. A lot of people in the military do. And I love how you started off, you know, because I went in the military because I didn't know what the hell I wanted to be when I grew up. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that just seemed like the next move, you know, but you get out of the military and you're almost still in that same spot. You're like, now what? Um, I love the fact that you've gone through all that and then you kind of figured out through process of elimination if you will you know your kind of role in life but i also like it that somebody kind of said hey do this and it helped you figure it out i'm curious if they wouldn't have said hey angie do this do you think you'd be where you are right now
1: um it'd be really interesting to find out if i would just simply because I'm I'm a strong personality. No,
0: um,
1: <laughs> my my girl that manages the office here for me, she even made the comment last, like you intimidate me at times. You know, she's a strong girl. She's you know, she's an athlete. You know, she went on to college to be an athlete. She can hold her own, but she told me, you know, you're you intimidate me at times, and and I realize that. But it also took another woman just as strong, if not stronger than me, to say that to me. If anybody else had said it to me, it would have gone in one ear and out the other. But because the, the weight that this woman carries with her presence and with her authority, it was just like it was going to eat away at me for the rest of my life right. <laughs> if I didn't do something. you know. And uh, then I started realizing that the thing I was looking for was working with women which created a whole other issue because I didn't like women.
0: Yeah, as I say. You
1: know, um, and that's normally where your greatest calling is, is an area that you need the most work in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so that was, is- that was the biggest hurdle right there. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, it, it's funny
0: is, you know, I do a lot of private coaching and most of my clientele are women as well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it's just how it worked out. And I've had a couple of them say, well, why don't you do, you know, like this group coaching session? And I said, have you ever put a bunch of alpha women in one room? Yeah. It doesn't usually go very well no. because it take you four days to get through the pen hand picking order right before, you know, everybody gets, you know, finally down. So, so how did you take that strong alpha personality and be able to handle the non-alphas. The
1: part the part that I didn't realize, the part that took me by surprise is how many people sit back and watch. They don't say anything. They don't interact, but they just watch. And then when they want, when they need, when they their back's up against the wall, they'll come to you and they come to you because – You've already proven yourself through them watching you. Mm. So um, one of my favorite stories is uh, four years ago, I was speaking in Los Angeles and a lady came in and she was at an appointment in the building or something like that, but she heard me speaking from a stage. And so she just kind of wandered in at the end of the event. I was handing out cards and stuff like that and she took one. Uh, several months later, I get a phone call and it's over Facebook Messenger. I'm like, what in the world is going on? Facebook Messenger comes up. I answer it. I didn't even know you could make calls at, on Facebook Messenger at that time. <laughs> right. You know, it was such, right. such such a new thing. And I answer it and I hear screaming in the background. And the lady is being attacked by her spouse. Um We were able to get her location. She had called me from an iPad that she had stored in the bathroom, which was the place she ran to when she got into trouble. She called us. We got the police over there. He got arrested. And before he was able to get out of jail, we had her moved to a safe house and had her under you know, safety secure. And now he's gone to jail for a lot of other things too. And she's still under a lot of therapy because of, it being years and years and years of torment that she had been through with him. And I would have never known that woman was in the room, ever paid attention to me or anything, but she had gotten on, she had started following, she had started listening. She had, she had literally been watching and following everything we were doing, but she's not somebody that would be the loud, boisterous woman right. you would talk to. Um, I just built trust with her by being real, being funny, being, loud, but being impactful, not just to make a noise, but to really show that I care about people. Um, and that, that's, that's my biggest blessing right there is that I'm impacting people that I don't even know.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. And you know, uh, one of the greatest things that I was ever told when I first started getting on stages and stuff was, Donnie, it's not about the people that have the guts to come up and say hi. Mm-hmm. It's about the people that don't. Right. And the difference, what he was telling me was when you're getting off that stage, first thing you've got to do is go walk the crowd. Because mm-hmm. there's people that really in their heart know that they need to be raising their hand and asking for your help and advice, but they're also battling their own self-doubts and everything else. And you've got to be the person that bridges that gap. So right. now I've learned as soon as I get off stage that I have to go out amongst the people and start shaking hands. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, and it's so true. It's, I, I've always had the ability, even as a young child, I would see the people that were hiding in the shadows, you know? So you always have those people that are right there wanting to be part of all the action. And then you have the people that want to be part of it, but they don't want the attention on them type thing. And so they're on the peripherals of the group. And so I've been one that, whatever company I've worked at, even in the military, even in high school, I would go sit with the people that nobody wanted to sit with. I would go hang out with those people because I wanted them to know that they were seen because if they don't know they're seen, they may do something that will cause them to disappear. Right. And I felt that even as an early child. So working at church offices, working at corporate offices, all this stuff, I would always go out and meet the people that were always kind of like the forgotten ones. When we managed, I worked for an air cargo company. I would go out and meet with the mechanics that were in the outposts and the pilots that worked the outposts because they were the ones that were never in headquarters to be seen or connect with, you know. And now, whenever we get off the stage, I go and yes, there's a line of people that want to talk to you, there's always that. But I also try and go and purposely talk to that person that's still sitting in the seat absorbing because maybe they take a little longer to process what you just said. Right. And just ask them, how are you doing today? I don't ask them what they enjoyed about my talk. Absolutely. I don't make it about me. I ask them how they're doing. What are some of their goals? What is it that you're wanting to accomplish? How can we help you accomplish that? You know, what does that look like for you? And believe it or not, I don't sell a lot. I really don't. I just add value a lot. I I was listening to your thing with Miss Leto um, (laughs) earlier, and I love listening to her because she's such a fireball. She is. Trish is amazing. she, She and I are on the same page when it comes to relationship marketing. It is all about building those relationships. I don't need to sell everybody in the room right now because I'm building the relationships because if I build the relationships, I'll have long-term longevity. And not only will I be able to sell to them, but they'll be able to sell to me because now we've built a mutual trust. And now I've got something that whenever I'm ready to promote on our, our Facebook page or social media or in our podcasting that we're launching soon and all that stuff, I've got, I've got trustworthy relationships built and I'm not just saying here's so and so from, Joe Schmo's down the street. I'm talking about somebody I actually know. Right. And that's important to me because I don't refer people for jobs, much less anything else with my name attached to it. Damn unless right. I can really put the, the rubber to the road on them.
0: Yeah. You know, what's, what's awesome is I think there's two people in this world and I don't mean to put people in boxes, but there's really two people and the two people are there's somebody who carves a trail and there's everybody. And then the, the people that follow that trail. Right. And I love the fact that, that you have the torch out front out front, and you're just blowing things up and, and rolling and going because it takes those strong personalities to draw those people in. and it takes a strong set of shoulders to be able to carry that burden and that weight because you know you know it very well that you know when you leave it all out there on the stage, It'll take it out of you real quick, you know, because because you're trying to deliver so much of a message to these people. Um, how did it evolve into this bigger thing? I mean, I know you went across the US and you're talking to all these women and mall walks of life. How did it form into this and I and you're gonna have to say the name of divas again because there ain't no way in hell I'm remembering that acronym but it was some very cool big powerful words so um yeah. but how did it evolve into that
1: well you know it came out of a selfish thing quite honestly I needed to remind myself on a regular basis who I was what I wanted to be how I wanted to walk you know uh, my my mantra actually comes from Bible verse but it's basically um, do justice walk humbly and love kindness you know it's you know just being very simple and how do I do those things on a regular basis how do I stand up for the woman who's been wronged um, physically mentally emotionally Um, how to how do I love them through all of that and how do I stay humble no matter what we accomplish through the process and uh, Diva's impact I started looking at how many women didn't even know what they were destined or purposed for. They were still just floating through life. They got married right out of high school or college and now they're divorced and they have no idea what they want to be when they grow up because they've always just been a wife or a mom or they're transitioning from high school to college and they don't know what to do study in college because they still don't know what they want to be. Um, or with the veterans they came out of the military like like Ms. Leto said you know she came out of the military it took her what 7 months or so to find a job because you know helicopter mechanics are not an everyday thing all right. over the yeah. world you know it's amazing how how different that is and so how do we find a way to find a place for them. So helping them identify what their purpose is and helping them look back through their course of life and do a life map to go, what is that silver cord of familiarity throughout their life that they could really just cling on to? And then it goes back to who are you inspiring? Who inspired you and who are you inspiring? Because it's a pay for it model. We all have to pay it forward. And then the biggest one that's been our biggest um, target this year is the victory one, because we don't focus on victimization. Um, right now, uh, the biggest hate mail we are getting is literally from other women's groups and from the Me Too and Time's Up movement because <laughs> we don't focus on the victimization side of it. Right. I'm not saying that there's not a place for those organizations. I'm just saying when you're done being a victim, Come on, we've got something better for you. Let us help you absolutely. walk you out of that victim mode and into a, a victory mode. I'm one of those. I experienced uh, a sexual assault while I was in the military at the hands of a fiance, left, beaten, battered, all that stuff. I have that sight, but I don't live in fear from it anymore. Right. And I've got, I got news for other women out there. You don't have to live in fear of it either. You know, it's absolutely imperative that you reach out and let us help you get you to that place of victory. Um, I could care less what Donald Trump or Billy Bush says about women on a bus if women are saying nasty things about each other right across the dinner table. It just doesn't make sense to be mad about that and not take care of what we're saying about ourselves. So we have to be accountable. So we have to be accountable of how we talk to each other and and really be those sisters, those true blood sisters, love you, like you, don't like you, whatever you're going to still be linked arm in arm with each other, come hell or high water, because you're a sister. And you know, whether I'm speaking in London, whether I'm speaking in Texas, Georgia, Louisiana, wherever it is, the message is still the same. You know, we are much stronger together when we link arms together than we are when we're facing each other, pushing and causing that resistance. And um, that's, that's our biggest challenge right now, is really getting other women to really understand that we're not against any women. We are completely open to any women, even if they hate us. We are completely open to them because we really truly want what's best for them.
0: Well, you know, here's what I love about this is whatever you focus on, you become. Mm -hmm. And if you focus on the victim side of things, you will stay the victim of side of things. Mm -hmm. But if you focus on where am I going? Who am I becoming? How am I using this to empower? You know, look, shitty things happen to all kinds of people and you got two choices in life. You can dwell on something really crappy happened to you and you can crawl in a hole and do it. Or you can step forward, keep moving forward mm-hmm. and go and find groups like yours. I love this. I mean, because you're actively empowering women mm-hmm. to say that's not going to define me.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, and and that's exactly what our our mission statement says. We equip and empower a global community of women change agents to make a positive impact on the world, and that's really what we're focusing on. We have we have the the group classes that people can be a part of to walk through that healing from from past traumas, no matter what the trauma is, um, and it doesn't matter what level of trauma it is. The other part that I hear women go, "Oh, well, your assault wasn't as bad as my assault." <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> you now, come on, man. I couldn't <laughs> believe that
0: that would be a saying. Um,
1: uh, um, or, uh, well, you, did, it's kind of like a guy going, well, you did combat in Syria. I did it in Afghanistan.
0: Right. Right. It
1: was combat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, you know, and I'm i am now made aware of a newer generation of women coming out of the military than what it was whenever I was in the military or the ones that went before me coming out of the military. And I think the other thing for our veteran divas is we have more soldiers coming home now, which is great, but they're coming home with more wounds and, and because the technology and the medical technology is able to save them, but there's still those emotional scars and how do we serve that community best. And, um, you know, I'm very invested in this part of it because I have two sons that serve in the military. One's a fake son, but he's been with us since he was 12. So I I share him with his mama. But um,
0: (laughs) you just said fake son. I just want to point that out.
1: (laughs) Well, I had. Uh, we have we've had several kids live with us over the years, and right. the first time I took one to school, he introduced me as fake mom. So all the other kids Good after kids that became bad. fake kids and fake mom.
0: Because so. I had several moms like that growing up. Of course, I got mom, yeah. you know, but yeah, I still got buddy's moms that I call call mom, and yeah, they call me son and some other choice words, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Normally followed by something, right, right, right. <laughs> but you know, as As a mom who has a son that's in the army with, you know, he's with seventh group. I have another one with Fort Campbell with 160th. They're in very high volatile groups there, you know, and because they're in the military, we all know that the likelihood of them finding a wife (laughs) or a girlfriend even will probably be somewhat military related too. So why not start? forging that path now, whether it's be a military brat or, or another soldier or whatever. So why not start forging that path and opening those doors so that my future daughter-in-laws will be somebody that um, can bring about change for their generation of women. Right. So Good on um, you. Good on you. that's, that's impactful for me.
0: No, it is. I you know, the, there's so many organizations targeted at the veteran communities right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I have two thoughts. One, a lot of those organizations just need to partner up and quit competing with mm-hmm. each other. Um, but this is the first time that I've heard of a group targeting the, the female veterans in, in this way. So good on you for coming up with a, a, a unique way to approach a big subject because, you know, in, on, because of Facebook, and I you know, love it or hate it, um, I've had the privilege of meeting so many just, just awesome and literally badass women that come out of the military and they've all got stories, you know, they've all got impacts. And I I forget the number I saw once upon a time, but the number of sexual traumas and everything that come out of the military for the women is ridiculously high. Um, and, and I mean, what people don't understand is like for the Marine Corps, when we were on camp Lejeune, the guy to girl ratio was like 10,000 to one. I mean, it's insane. And, uh, uh, and so that's why it doesn't make it right, but that's why we you know, I, I like gals like you that are strong and confident. When I say you're a dude with long hair, you're like, Of course, right? Yeah. Because that's who you begin to learn. So I love the fact that that you are going in and, and working with those gals and their stories and their transition because I think people are trying to take it from a hole. Mm-hmm. You've really niched down in that arena and I think that's that's solid. Um because just like guys y'all are gonna have your own damn language you're gonna have your own way of talking and we already talked about it earlier i mean you get a bunch of veterans in one room the -hmm. civilians are gonna freak the hell out because one way to talk to each other how we're saying it and then what the hell we're actually saying you know Mm -hmm. so 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 good on you so where do you think this whole thing's taking you i mean you're doing some very cool things
1: well, I I think the biggest part is, is I'm getting to meet some people. Like you said, there's a bunch of organizations out there that do some amazing things for the veterans. But the biggest thing that I'm excited about is I'm a networker by nature. I love getting out, meeting people, finding out what they do, what they're passionate about. I don't have I, Divas Impact. Our organization does not have to meet all the needs. We just have to know who out there can meet that need so that we can be that connecting point. Um, my biggest challenge with Divas Impact was there wasn't anything that was speaking to the whole woman. You know, you could go be a part of this for this fitness challenge or this for this fashion challenge or this for spiritual study and this for, you know, business. And there, it was like, but that's segmenting the woman. And now you're taking more of their time because now they've got to be a part of all these 15 things to fit that whole woman. And what we wanted to create was a whole woman approach. So we talk about, Faith, family, fun, fitness, finances, a lot of other words that begin with F and some that don't, you know, and we just, we get real. We will talk about things um, that go, yeah, but y'all are just an all Christian group. I said, okay, we are not a Christian group. We're not. We're not a nonprofit. We're not a Christian group. We're not a nonprofit because I wanted women to realize the value of investing in themselves. So I didn't want them to see the word nonprofit and get into poverty mindset. Right. I need to get. I need to give. I need to give. They will get a ton of value for very minimal investment for the things that we give out. Um, The other part is, is you know, quite frankly. (laughs) <laughs> the biggest challenge we've had is getting chewed out by people because I'll charge $20 for something. <laughs> $20. If that's what you're been out of shape over, you know, then, then so be it. But let's talk about your mindset first. Right. And you know, then they'll go, Oh, and our goal is not to shine a light on the things you've done wrong or the bad things that's happened to you. Our our goal is is if we look in a dark cave, you're in a dark cave somewhere, you've gone through something bad, you're in a bad spot, like 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 Trish said, she went through the what was it, the the bankruptcy and yeah. all the stuff that she went through, you know. We're not gonna go in there and go, Oh, look, you had a bankruptcy and you had to give this up and you had to give that up and oh man. You know, I don't know if I can trust you because while that what we're gonna do is we're gonna go, you know what? We see you're in a hole right now. Let you see this light, we're gonna shine it on our hand. If you just reach towards that hand right there, we're gonna help you walk out of this. You
0: know, my you know? favorite meme that's running around the social media right now, and, I, and again, and it's gonna give me chills again thinking about it, but there's a veteran down in a hole. Uh-huh. A veteran sitting in the bottom of this hole and a psychologist walks by. And goes, well, we just need to talk about your childhood. We need to talk about your past. And the veteran does that. The psychologist walks away and goes, hey, I did that, but I'm still sitting in this hole. Doctor mm-hmm. comes by and goes, you know, your problem is, is you just haven't had enough medication. So we're going to give you some pills. So the veteran takes the pills and he goes, all right, I took the pills, but I'm still sitting in this hole. And then family and friends and everybody keep coming by and everything that keeps trying, he's still down in this hole. All of a sudden, another veteran walks by, sees him down the hole jumps down the hole. The first veteran goes, what the hell? Now there's two of us down here. Second veteran goes, don't worry. I've been here before. I know how to get the hell out.
1: Right. Exactly. And it's huge. It's so huge that we do that. You know, Um, one of my favorite organizations to donate to um, actually was one that made an impact for my daughter and it's a it's a Christian organization it's called Embrace Grace it's for single moms with unplanned pregnancies and they just make it a safe place for girls to come back to church and and not be shamed or shunned by it which when my daughter went through it the healing process for that was huge because I was a girl with an unplanned pregnancy Right. And I didn't realize the shame that I carried for that until my daughter walked through this process, you know, and I got healing for that. And so that one organization helped me tremendously. So now I recommend and refer a lot of other girls to that organization. I want the same thing to happen with us. I want people to come here and get help, get healing. We, we say, you know, they're going, but but y'all do things from a faith basis. I'm like, I have been mean, raised in church my whole life. I worked for a church. You know, there's the whole saying of, uh, I love Jesus and I cuss a little too. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you know, I'm, I was in the Navy. I can't help it. Every right. once in a while it just pops out. <laughs> but on the other side of it is I say we go places that Jesus went that the church no longer goes to, right. you know, we rub elbows with people that have done things that, the church is shaming them for and casting them out for or society has cast them out for. And, and it's really hard to um, get people to trust you. If you're not willing to get dirty. Yeah. It really is.
0: Yeah. And and that's it. I mean, because uh, like you pointed out, you know, they may be sitting in that hole. They may be sitting in that cave. They may be sitting in that dark place, I don't give a shit where the candle comes from, where the light comes from, what the background, the story is, as long as you're carrying a fricking torch and say, Hey, it's this way more fricking power to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's,
1: that's exactly it. And, and there, there are so many great people in the veteran community and even in the regular community that have been through stuff that can help these people walk out. Um, those people have to know that there's there they are there and that they are safe to walk them out and right now there's just not enough of that i love some of the stuff that chad i don't know if you're a part of it but there's the organization around here where they um they find out a, a service member's in trouble and they go and they talk to that service member he may be they may be suicidal they may be whatever and you know they go and help out and so um you know, they are rolling up their sleeves. They're where are you? How do I get to you? Right. We're going to solve this, you know, and we need more of that. But yeah, too, I mean, because we, we live in this. too caught up in their phones and yeah. their fake book to do anything.
0: Well, and, and that's it. People are turning a blind eye because I don't know if people think that they're going to, uh, you know, because you're helping somebody out by osmosis, you're going to be a bad person now too, or whatever the hell's going on in their heads. Right. You know, um, uh, society as a whole is so worried about what everybody else will think about them versus just doing the right damn thing and getting off your duff and, and, and going to help some souls out. I mean, seriously, good on you guys, because once again, it comes back to, you got to have a broad set of shoulders to, to be able to, to carry that torch. And I just, I mean, you've already said it, but I know you're catching it on the chin from, from some of these organizations and some of these big movements and uh, keep picking a fight because yeah. there's so many women that are going through their journey and they don't want to be the victim. They don't want to to live in those dark places. They want to step out of it and, and become it. And, you know, good on you for giving them a place that they can call home.
1: Well, and I think that's, that's the biggest challenge right now is we're finding some of those women that do want to get out of it. But we're also finding some of those women that are so comfortable in being the victim right now mm-hmm. that they are so afraid of walking out of that victory. And, you know just a just when I, when I was attacked I was attacked from behind um, my and you know like I said it was a very brutal attack and and it was bad and when I found out that I was completely free of all my fear yeah I did a lot like most militaries and police officers do I would walk in I would never sit with my back to the door I always had my guard up I was always self-aware of everything that goes on, you know, um, there was a couple of other fears that were in there too, but there was one time I was sitting at a hotel in a restaurant. I went to eat my soup and as I went scooped up the spoon to put the soup to my mouth, I started laughing because I realized at that point I was sitting in the restaurant with my back to the door, To the restaurant and I was facing the wall and I'd realized at that point the level of healing I had gotten from that trauma and from that point on everything else just escalated into quicker and quicker and quicker of being free of it and it was the most impactful moment I ever had of realizing how free I was from that and being able to tell other women that they can have that too. They're like, well, I do that anyway. I said, I have to know where all the exits are. I walk into a room. I'm like, well, you don't have to know that. You're choosing to know that now. Right. Because you're choosing to stay in this rut you're in. Let us help you walk out of it. And um, it's been really powerful to watch some of these women walk out of it. And then, you know, working with some of these other organizations that are around here and referring them to go on retreats with other women that have been through it to, to do that part of the work and then come back and start working through through things even more. And then we've got the homeless Uh, epidemic starting, uh, not starting, but still hitting the women um, that are out that they just don't get the help that the men do because they don't want to go stay in the shelters because because of of this sexual assault, because it's just a reoccurring epidemic. And so how do we go in and start making these changes? Texas is a great state for veterans and veteran work, but we still got a long way to go. And we have a lot of work that needs to be done in that area. And I want to start locally, Texas-wise, and start branching out into other states and working with others in other states to get things going and go federal on how we can change things. Not just for the divas that are veterans, but for the studs that are veterans too. Because right. Right. whatever impacts the women, there's, there's still some guys that are getting sexually assaulted in the yeah, military, absolutely. you know? And so they're the smaller numbers because we just don't talk about that. That's right. too tough tab- to talk about. So how do we help them too along the way? Um, because that's the other part of our organization. We don't mail bash anybody that mail bash gets blown out because yes, there is, I'm going to say it. I'm going to use the buzzword this week. There is toxic masculinity. Those are the, jerks out there that beat the crap out of women that's toxic masculinity it is not the guys that come out they provide for their family they do they make some a couple of crude jokes here and there whoopee you know words don't hurt you fists and pipes and guns and all that can hurt you if they're used in the wrong hands and so we want to talk to how to can we look at men and women coexisting without the male bashing or the trash talking of women. But it all starts with how we look and see ourselves first. We've got to put value on ourselves first.
0: And uh, if the entire society, entire world would look at it through those damn lenses,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: this would be a lot easier place to live because I can tell you as a dude, man, man, and and the way a lot of things are happening, you're one foot hesitant, you know, on what you say, how you act, how you carry yourself. And I've never done anything, right? I've been a good dude. I've been married to the same woman this entire ride, raising it by a great mom, a great family. There's no reason that I should be, be slightly on edge during, you know, all this stuff. So, um good on you, girl. Good on well, you.
1: my husband and I we were in Ohio last week Ohio in West Virginia last week for a family event and while we were up there one of the cousins brought up that commercial that talked about the toxic masculinity. And my husband I said, Well let's pull it up and look at it. So we watched it together. I wanted him to give his opinion before I gave mine. And his was he goes, My thing his his saying was that we needed more men stepping up and being leaders for this future generations and being men. That's what his take out of it was. He goes, but he could see where everybody was like, wait a minute, I'm not enough. I'm not doing the right thing. I'm not. And so it was, it was a little bit of, he was conflicted with the message himself, Right. but on the other side of it, for me, I looked at it and I said, well, I saw some guys in there that were, in commercial mode, doing a great job. But let's start focusing on the 600 guys that showed up over to a Dallas inner city school for dad's day. Right. that didn't have kids in that school. Try and tell me they're not good guys. Why don't we look at the guys that re, you know responded down to Houston and Port Arthur during the floods down there? The people that showed up after Hurricane Michael. Let's start looking at some of those, you know, because those aren't – yeah, there were some – excuse me, there were some douches that showed up because there's always people that come in and, and rip it off. But let's call out the goodness because I'll tell you quite honestly, that's what saved our marriage. When I started looking at my husband and going – I see a better man in there than what I'm settling for. And I see you being amazing at this. You're an amazing provider. You're an awesome cook. You're this. You're I start calling out those greatness moments in him. The rest of the stuff fell by the wayside. Mm-hmm. So if we want to start calling out things, why don't we start calling out the greatness in the people around us? Because well, and- that's what we want to see.
0: And, and that's, I mean, and God, girl, you're, you're, you're such a, a burning flame and I'm, I'm enjoying getting to know you more because whatever you focus on, you become, what, whatever you influence by, you become. And, and I'm not screaming fake news or any crazy shit like that, but, but look, the news there is to sell. Right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to sell commercials and everything else. So they know that darkness sells and the darker mm-hmm. the story, the more people that tune in, turn that shit off. Right. Get out of it and and start surrounding yourself with people that are trying to do something with their lives and get better influences and, and go for it because uh, otherwise you're going to stay in that cave. Right. You know, you know, Good on you, girl. How do people get in touch with you, Miss Angie? Uh,
1: Well, of course, we have our Divas Impact page. On our Divas Impact page, we have our veteran Divas uh, groups and our Divas Impact Inner Circle linked. Um, They can always email us at blessed at divasimpact.com. And uh, we are here in the e area, but I travel all over the place, so watch for our website being updated with all of our locations. We'll be traveling to baton rouge new orleans area in april and georgia in august west virginia in october and a couple more dates we're still still firming up between now and then so florida in march so we got a lot of places that we're going so we like to meet our divas on the street while we're out and about and connecting with people so um that's that's what we do
0: awesome awesome well girl this has been a real honor to having you on the show um here's how I like to wrap up every episode and I do dump some people with this. So, so be forewarned if you were going to leave the champions who listen to this show, people from all over the world, actually 78 countries right now, um, that are entrepreneurs, business owners, veterans, people from all walks of life. If you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey.
1: You know, when I was nine years old, I found this quote. It was from John Maxwell, and it's saved on my iPad. It's my thing, and it says, Your willingness to learn and adjust positively from mistakes and shortcomings will largely determine how far you will travel on the road to success. Hmm. I normally change the word success to significance because I'm on a path of significance that leads to my success. So.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's awesome.
0: And it's been an honor. I'm so glad I got to be a part of your journey, girl. Thanks for coming on and doing this.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: You know, because of the podcast boom, several people are really looking in to launch their own podcasts, their own shows, so they can get their own message out there. Well, why don't you come hang out with us? We've got a, a Facebook group called So you want a podcast and you know just go to facebook type in so a comma you want to podcast and come hang out with a bunch of us as, as i teach everything that i've learned on my journey to running a successful profitable show so check us out so you want a podcast looking forward to seeing you there kevin and i have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all Man, we're just proud to, to have you guys as listeners always tuning in, and we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows, and that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow.